Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, traveling Starbucks fans will be getting a little less back. And if you think your last interview was tough, wait until you hear about how Kuwait Airlines judges its potential flight attendants. Those stories and more next in the news. At 320 in our Smarter Traveler segment focuses on the 10-minute rule. Did you know such a thing exists at airports? Well, it does. And be careful it doesn't catch you in the wrong place at the wrong time. Increasingly, we are all frustrated with people who don't use earphones. I'm talking about the people who insist on playing video games, music, heck, entire movies in public areas without earphones. Planes, trains, airports. At 335, we'll discuss this growing trend. The pandemic altered the restaurant industry forever. We'll discuss restaurant trends, tell you about an interesting airline booking hack, plus updates on Southwest Affair as we... Cover odds and ends at 345. Clinging to two tree branches and hoping the rain stops someday, we are the Travel Guys. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. To Alaska, I go north to Russia's own. everyone to another edition of the Travel and Entertainment Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano with you, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. So let me begin by letting you know that uh, we are awaiting uh, Governor Newsom to uh, uh, take to the microphone with a little uh, press conference. Obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, the storm situation and what's going on. Uh, KFBK will be carrying that wall-to-wall uh, when it begins. The initial... Uh, Time for it to begin was earlier. Hasn't happened yet, but be advised, uh, we will break in and carry that for you the moment it happens. So stick to the travel guys, and we'll wait for the governor whenever he's ready. In the meantime, we are Mark and Tom, the travel guys. Hey there, Mark. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. You know, um, yesterday I had a really, you know, how every once in a while in your life, as you get older you have an opportunity where you kind of step back in time. Something happens that takes you to a place and a time um, long ago, and you're, 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 and a pleasant memory comes to mind. And that happened to me yesterday. I went to the Lincoln Highway Association's quarterly meeting. They always try to hold it along at a restaurant along the old highway, which came through Sacramento in two different ways. So in, yesterday we met at, in West Sacramento at Vince's Restaurant. Now, oh <laughs> for those of you who have who have lived around Sacramento for a while, Vince's has been in West Sacramento for almost 60 years. Um, for a while, there was a restaurant on Folsom Boulevard. The hotel is still mm-hmm. there, and there was one in the South area also. And uh, Vince's has always been known for amazingly terrific food at really, really fair prices. 
And for many, many years, my company's office was two doors over from Vince's. So when we had gatherings to talk to people before a tour or a cruise or a special trip left, we would have them come in and we would feed them dinner at Vince's and go over the trip and answer all their questions and stuff like that. So we got to know the folks at Vince's restaurant quite well. Um, Pauline and Vince, uh, Vince is deceased now, um, who, who served us there and took care of our customers for, oh, gosh, probably 15 years there early when we were in business. So yesterday we go to the to Vince's restaurant in West Sacramento and serving us is Vince's granddaughter. And <laughs> you know how you you go to a restaurant or someplace and you go back many years later and, and things are never the same. You know, you you have this vision of how they were, but they're never like that when you go back. And yesterday at Vince's Everything was exactly the same as it always had been at Vince's on Folsom Boulevard. I hadn't eaten in one of their restaurants probably for 15 or 20 years. His granddaughter served us. The steak sandwich was still just as awesome as ever. Um, If you are looking for a place to have a really good meal at a really fair price, may I suggest Vince's in West Sacramento. It is a throwback to a day and a time in our city uh, that was where things were a little different. And uh, if you go over to Vince's, you will find that things are pretty much the same as they've always been. The decor is still a little bit tacky, and the food is still awesome, and the prices are still incredibly reasonable um, even in this day and age. Was that like a long commercial for a restaurant there or something? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Vince's, I, I remember the, we went to the one on Folsom Boulevard quite frequently where the hotel was. I, I do believe they had a fire uh, that took it out. Mm-hmm. If I remember correctly, uh, it's primarily great Italian. Yes, yes. Great Italian and some steaks, and they served the steak sandwich that just was amazing. And so yesterday when I was there, I ordered the steak sandwich and crossed my fingers. And when it came, and of course it's too big, I couldn't eat it all. I ate the other half for lunch here today. But thanks to Christine, Christina and um, the folks at the restaurant there for really providing a step back in time and like i said if you if you ever ate in events there's got to be a zillion people listening to the show right now who who yeah. can say that wander over to west sacramento someday um they're open for lunch on the weekdays and and uh, for dinner on on uh, weekends yeah i i didn't know that there was more than one i was only familiar with the one over here in uh, in rancho off of Folsom. Uh, well, that's good to know. You know, uh, with the loss of uh, Club Pheasant in uh-huh. here again, w- beyond West Sacramento, uh, for those that are looking for an alternative, this sounds like a, a, a pretty sure bet. Well, okay, once again, folks, this is the Travel Guys. We are waiting for Governor Newsom to take to the mic for a press conference, and we will break in when that time occurs. But in the meantime, as we do at the top of every Travel Guys radio show, we bring you up to date in the travel news. And with it, here's Mark. I mentioned in the headlines that um, we've talked about this before on the program. Uh, businesses and entities, airlines are infamous for this. Hotel chains um, offer you these you know, amazing deals on loyalty programs where you can sign up for this credit card. We give you a bazillion points or, you know, do this and we'll give you five free cups of coffee or whatever it is. Starbucks. Um, is in that group of people, and they have a loyalty program. You earn stars when you uh, spend money with them. Um, As of February the 13th, those of you who would like to earn stars and redeem them will find that your stars 
don't go as far in the universe as they used to. Um, <laughs> Starbucks is joining the hotel chains and the airlines and the like by uh, devaluing their rewards program. So it will take more stars to get what you are getting now, um, and what you're what you're getting now will 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 go down in in quality or a large will become a small or two squirts of your favorite whatever will become uh one squirt of your favorite whatever anyway starbucks has joined the the group of folks who have devalued and the point of all of this is twofold one is there's a starbucks in almost every airport now so starbucks is a big part of travel and the other is don't be too drawn in by all those credit card bonuses and things where they're offering all of you all of you these amazing number of points and all these great deals because what happens is the more people who take them up on that, the more points and stars and everything are floating out there and some executive in the in executive suite steps in and says, wait a minute, this is costing us too much money. And then it gets devalued and the value of whatever it is that you got conned into is not as good as it was before. Buyer beware. Uh, maybe you heard about this one. Uh, vice president from Wells Fargo Bank took a trip to India and got very drunk, got back on the airplane and urinated on another passenger. Oh, my gosh. Uh, on the flight. Yes. Was that was that wasted? Um, the passenger, a woman, uh, tried to get the, uh, the crew on the Indian airline to do something about it. Um, they didn't. And when the flight landed in India, however, um, they had enough. Uh, information and stuff on the guy that they have now tracked him down. Um, he was a vice president for Wells Fargo operations in India. He has been fired now. Um, and uh, so anyway, what a bizarre thing to happen. This lady was in business class when this happened, and apparently there were no – I mean, she was soaked. And how do you clean up on a long-distance air flight – um, the captain would not let her – there were no other seats available in business class. Her seat was soaked. They wouldn't let her sit in first class even though there were seats available. Um, this is, involves an Indian airline, and it's a male-female issue. Those are things to remember. Uh, a lady speaking of airlines telling people things. An airline told her her luggage was in storage. Her air tag said otherwise. We've talked about this a couple times on this program about whether or not you want to get an air tag for your bag. Well, here is another case. I, I've related where this happened to me a number of years ago with an iPad that ended up uh, was left on an airplane and ended up being tracked to an airline employee's home. Um, this lady said that uh, she called United's customer service. They said, "Oh, well, your your bag is." In our possession, in our warehouse, it'll be delivered to you in a couple of days. And she said, no, it isn't. It's somewhere in someone's home, and it keeps making trips to a shopping center and back. And so anyways, um, turns out <laughs> a third-party carrier was dropping off the bag, apparently. Um, she ultimately did get her suitcase, um, but not without United telling her for a couple of days that you know it was in their possession and it wasn't. So the reason she knew that, was because she had put an air tag in her suitcase. So I have one in mine. It reminds me every time we get to an airport and the airline takes my bag away and to wherever bags go when you check a suitcase, it says, oh, you've been separated from your suitcase. Here's where it is. So I know that it's working. So I 
I haven't had a need for it myself yet, but I might suggest to you that uh, an AirTag would tell you exactly where your suitcase was. And so if somebody was not telling you the truth, uh, you would know that they weren't telling you the truth. All right, one more quick story here. Um, Kuwait Airlines is under fire for its interview process in Spain, where recruiters allegedly required employees to strip down to their underwear. Um, Kuwait Airlines was hiring flight attendants. Yeah, this uh, this airline has a, a and, and remember we get to the Middle East here, and men and women and things and some stuff is not the same as it is in our culture. Uh, first, the recruiters had their prospective employees talk to one another in English. They didn't speak English well, and they weren't young, and or they weren't female. They were immediately eliminated um, because they don't hire men from outside Kuwait. Um, the uh, Then they made them, all the candidates, strip down to their underwear so they could check for tattoos and things of that type. Can you imagine something like that happening with an interview with a U.S. airline? Yeah, um, not too likely. Not too likely, but anyways... Um, if they if they passed all of that stuff, they were told that if they were approved, they would have to pay uh, 1,900 euros um, in order to get a guarantee that they would accept the job. The airline says that's because sometimes they tell people they're hired and the people don't show up. Well, if you went through an interview like that, I could certainly understand that. Anyway, that is bizarre as all get out, and that is the end of the travel news for today. Wow, bizarro travel news for the, uh, uh, what, second show of uh, 2023. Hey, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, it is Mark and Tom, the travel and entertainment guys, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. And uh, as uh, we mentioned earlier on, uh, we have Governor Newsom planning a press conference anytime. Uh, When that press conference begins, travel guys will step aside and... uh, We'll turn it over to the governor. In the meantime, it's Mark and Tom. And Mark, tell me more about, I don't know, I mean, I know a lot of stuff, but for whatever the reason, this this 10-minute rule has has escaped me, something that that exists at the airport. What do we got here? Well, it it has to do with when the gate gets, when the doors get closed to the aircraft. And some airlines and some situations and some gate agents, there's... <clears throat> there's little consistency to this, and that's why you need to be aware of it is because in different cases it's it's enforced or not enforced. Hypothetically, 10 minutes prior to departure is your last opportunity to board the airplane, and then the boarding door is shut and the gate is shut and the jetway is pulled back, and there's a lot of things that have to happen inside and outside the aircraft in that 10-minute period to allow the aircraft to depart on time, as hypothetically we're talking about an on-time departure here, or any time before you're getting ready to depart, that that your opportunity to board the airplane is probably going to end roughly 10 minutes before the plane is scheduled to depart. So the reason this is important is because, um, you know, they close the door. How infuriating can it be? And this happens reasonably often. Um, somebody will go, they run to the concession stand, or they make a last-minute trip to the restroom or something like that because the plane is boarding, and they think, oh, you know, I can take care of this. Maybe they need to change the kid's diaper or something like that. And we got plenty of time. They won't leave without us. They come back, and the door is closed. 
And it's like, well, how can the door be closed? It's it's still eight minutes before the plane leaves. And the, fly, the, the gate agent says, well, I'm sorry, but 10 minutes is, is, is when we reach the limit and the door is closed. And no matter what the person says, I have never seen that door ever reopen. Um, Interesting. In one case, they let the person on because the the pilot had to come off the plane to get a piece of information from the gate attendant, and he opened the door from the other side, and so they let him in. So anyways, okay, um, it's we, a 10-minute rule, and you you need to make sure that you're ready to board your aircraft at least 10 minutes before departure. If you were listening to the program live on Sunday, this is about the time that we had to uh, cut away from the Travel Guys radio program and join uh, Governor Newsom for the press conference on Sunday in regards to the weather situation and the storms and all. Uh, So what we're going to do here is finish up the Travel Guys, and it'll be here uh, complete in this podcast for you to enjoy as many times as you like. And, okay, Mark, uh, we're talking about the 10-minute rule. I just want to chime in. I knew of a case. In fact, I think it was might have been even a sports leisure vacation trip that I'd heard about where you knew that you had someone that was not on the plane mm-hmm. and uh, your people were waiting for them to show up. In fact, if I'm not mistaken, these these people were the elderly gentleman in a wheelchair yes. and they, they were not they were not making it to the plane and the doors were being closed. And as they were being closed, I think it was Clayton. Uh, with Sports Leisure is saying, hey, you know, we have people that are not on this plane, and I, I know for a fact, and uh, we really need to open that door so we can get them on the plane. And I think they told Clayton, you got a choice. If we open the door, it's going to be to put you off because <laughs> they weren't happy with anybody insisting, insisting that they open the door. So that 10-minute ten, ten rule uh, is, is locked and loaded and is not a negotiable and the only way we got out of that situation was because the gentleman and his wife were in the hands of the airport staff. They were literally being transferred from one gate to another. This gentleman was 100 years old. This happened in the Houston airport. Your memory is pretty good. It's been a few years since this happened. Not something um, you forget right away. No. And he was a, he was 100. His wife was in her 90s. Um, they, they, he had, there was a delay in getting him from one gate to the other. And so, yes – uh, tour director noticed that he wasn't and his wife were not on the aircraft and they they had closed the door and they wouldn't open it up. And literally he showed up in that 10 minute window. So after they had closed the door and before the plane had pushed back, he showed up at the gate and there was a knock on the door. And sure enough, here come the two people on board the aircraft. But, yeah, you're right. It's it, it really is difficult. So the, the whole point of all of this is that is just to let everyone who is a listener know there is a 10 minute rule. So no matter what it says, it's just like they say the plane is departing at three o'clock and they're going to start boarding the plane at, you know, two twenty five or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if you have a low boarding priority and you wander away from the gate, you will have lost your your privilege to board early because you weren't there. So the boarding process takes a long time. With all the folks who are disabled and families with children and people who have boarding privileges and all this kind of stuff, so the airplane wants to, they, the airline wants to be boarded and ready to go at departure time. So that's why boarding time has gone from 20 minutes before departure to 30 minutes before departure. Now it's 35 or 40 minutes before departure. That all starts. And indeed, it all ends not at the time that it says on the board the plane is leaving, but a few minutes before that. 10 minutes beforehand, 
you may find in some cases, I was on a flight in Denver a couple weeks ago. They came on board and said, hey, look, folks, you know, we're getting real close to time to go here. We've got a few passengers who are running from other gates. This is the last flight of the night to Sacramento. So we're going to wait for them for a few minutes and hope they can make it. And just know that if it were you, we'd be waiting for you, too. So nobody moaned, groaned, complained or anything because we they kept us informed. Indeed, they waited about 10 minutes. One person made it. The other two did not. They closed the door and off we went. Well, so, yeah, then, you know, the interesting thing about that was uh, that you pointed out this was the last flight of the day. <clears throat> they knew they didn't have any other options to make it to their destination without probably an overnighter at that airport. Uh, so but I don't think you can ever expect that to happen in the middle of the day or in the earlier flights. Uh, there's not going to be too many announcements that we're waiting for people. No, you're abs- you're absolutely right. Unless you're a really high status customer and they know you're three gates away or something like that, why that's not likely to happen. So yes, pay attention to that because and 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 just remember this conversation when they close that door and you're saying, but 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 the plane is still there. It's still attached to the jetway. Why can't <laughs> I go down there? Here's another consideration. It's entirely possible that that aircraft, especially if it's delayed a little bit. It's possible the crew could be up against their uh, flight time requirements, that you might have a crew that's about to time out. So it's very important that that plane leave at a particular time because they literally could be within minutes of that crew not being able to take that flight. And if they push back at 3 o'clock, the crew can take it. But if they push back at 3.08, the crew won't be legal and now they can't go and they have to have another crew. So uh, another point here is there sometimes are factors involved that you may not be aware of as a customer or a passenger. So you're kind of at the airline's mercy. It really helps when airline airlines, and I give them many kudos, because when they keep the passengers informed and they tell them what's going on, people are much more accepting of delays and situations like that. So my wisdom to them is keep your customers informed as much as you possibly can. Anyway, that's a little bit about the 10-minute rule. All right. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, I guess it's time to move on. As I mentioned, this uh, back half of the program is for podcast only, as we were, as we were, what would be the term? uh, I wouldn't want to call it. We weren't weren't interrupted. We were preempted by something more important, the press conference, which we're missing because we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, you weren't one of those people who and, and who knows when you're listening to this. We recorded it on Sunday. Um, you may be one or two or three atmospheric rivers from now. So you're <laughs> as you're floating down to San Francisco Bay on your raft. Why, well, thank you for listening to the to the travel guys. Are All right. You, so you, so this would be the news break right now. Right now. Let's do the, let's let's take time out for no news. And then we'll be back with the rest of the show. We're gonna we're gonna spend time uh, talking about one of Mark's pet peeves. Might be yours too. We'll tell you what it is when we come back here on the Travel Guys. You know, I don't know how many people suffer from this phobia. Well, I guess it's not a phobia. It's just a just a pet peeve. And you yeah. know, to be honest with you, it hasn't happened to me. But clearly, Mark, it's happened to you quite a bit. By the way, if you're just tuning into this podcast, it's Mark and Tom, the travel and entertainment guys, the back half of a Sunday, the what was that? The ninth show 
uh, interrupted with the the eighth rather with the uh, the governor's uh, press conference. So so here we go. Mark has does this happen a lot to you where you're annoyed by people that refuse to use earbuds on their devices and just blare their movies and their music right there in public? It happened on consecutive flights week before last, um, which is one reason why I decided to bring it up here. It's happening more and more often. And I have a theory as to why it's happening and blame Apple. Um, we'll talk about that in, in just a minute. <laughs> but um, but increasingly, people are playing uh, their devices in public without any type of noise restraint. So without a headset or earphones or anything like that, that would keep their noise, their personal noise. So, I mean, I guess it's okay if somebody has got the sound down and they're holding the device fairly close to them and and maybe they don't have headphones and this is something they really need to listen to or it's the grandchild's latest utterings and they're trying to, to hear it. And it's only a couple of minutes, and they're not really disturbing people too much. But when someone is watching a program or listening to music or having a phone conversation with someone in FaceTime, and they're talking, they're not talking in their indoors voice. Remember when our parents used to tell us, mm-hmm. you know, your inside voice? They're using their outside voice, and then some. And sometimes they've got the volume up so that. Really and truly, if you're within 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 feet of them, you can hear everything that's being said. Some of it sometimes quite personal. So, and in most cases, things that I don't really care to hear about. I mean, I don't care what kind of music that you want to listen to. I don't care what your grandkids did yesterday. And, I, you know, all of that stuff is irrelevant to me. So it's, I, I think it's common courtesy to put on a headset and listen to that stuff in private. But increasingly, that's not what's happening. You say that you haven't experienced this yet, huh? You know, no, not really. I think maybe once or twice somebody has fired off uh, something that they were going to watch and so forth, but only lasted long enough for them to realize that they hadn't plugged in their headphones, and they do so, and it, and it goes away. I mean, I would just be so self-conscious that my audio was was blaring even if it was i had family on both my left and right side but there are those people that are sitting in front of me and they're, and they're going to hear it as well and uh you know I, I it just falls into the category of of rude uh and uh it is something that you really shouldn't do i mean if you forgot your headphones uh then you know what uh sorry to sorry to hear about it you know uh perhaps mark maybe uh because I've certainly got lots of cheap earbuds floating around my house. Throw them in my bag, and if I run into that situation, uh, donate it to those people. Because I have to believe it, it occurs with people who really need to have that little bit of entertainment or whatever it is that's going on, and they did not bring their their headphones. And Yeah, uh, or you, you, you don't think there's a possibility that they just don't give a damn about the other people around them. No, I'm sure that that's the case, uh, but I would say predominantly it's going to be people yeah. that, that just messed up and they didn't bring so the, them. So the question becomes, what's the best way to handle this? And there's, there are a lot of choices. Let me let me offer some here. Um, the first, as you have kind of indicated here, is if you find yourself frequently on airplanes and stuff like that, and this is annoying to you, 
um, airlines give away little cheap heads, headphone earphone sets and things like that. Carry one of them in your in your coat pocket or in your your carry on. And when you run into a situation like that, just politely offer the person and say, "Gee, I, I noticed that you were listening without your 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 phones, mm-hmm. your headset. Perhaps you maybe you forgot yours. I just here's one if you'd like to have it for for free." Um, some folks report in blogs and the like that that frequently works, that the person will, oh, yeah, sure, I'll take that, and they plug it in, and off they go, and life is good. Uh, sometimes people turn down. Sometimes here's another issue. This is where the Apple people come into play. You know, they invented these ear pods that are wireless. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're rather expensive. Many devices now don't have a plug for ear phones. The only way you can use it remotely is with those ear pods, which tend to be rather expensive. And I don't know about you, but I've got a couple of pair floating around, and every once in a while I find myself on an airplane and I don't have a pair with me, in which case I just don't listen to things off of my phone on that particular trip. But I think this is part of the problem, is that Apple has created a situation where you got to have a $100 set of earphones in order to be able to listen to stuff and some people that's beyond their financial ability to be able to have something like that that, that's an excellent point because uh, you know when i said i have a lot of uh headphones around i totally forgot all the ones that i have uh that are just disposable ones are the ones that have a little uh Quarter inch, not even quarter inch, sixteen inch headphone jack that used yep. to plug into the bottom of your phone, and all the new iPhones. You can get headphones that do plug into the charging port uh, yes. and work in the same fashion, but those are a lot more expensive than the old fashioned uh, uh, mini plug ones. So you either have to have a, a, a Bluetooth or yep. ones that will plug in, and and like you say, that's that's a. Uh, Thank you, Apple. That may be what's contributing <laughs> to some of this because many of the people who are doing this, perhaps, they don't have those uh, earphones with them. And if you offer to lend them one that is a plug-in one, it's not going to resolve yeah. the issue. And the reason that they're listening to it without the without the phones is because they don't have it. And they're not. And let's face it, they're not being very considerate of other people around them. Um, there are some other situations. So let's say this happens on an airplane. Okay. So what do you do? Do you not say anything and put up with it? Do you say something to the passenger? What if you say something politely to the passenger and the passenger basically tells you to stuff it um, or ignores you? So then are you, do you not want to start a conflict? And flight attendants who answer this question will tell you, and I spoke to one last week directly, a Southwest attendant uh, who's in my family, and said, you know, what should we do in this situation? She says, in every single situation, you absolutely call a flight attendant. She said, you don't, if you have made an effort to politely resolve the situation yourself and it has gone nowhere, she said, call a flight attendant. I said, yeah, but what if this person is seated next to you? And this is the first 20 minutes of a four-hour flight. I mean, you know, do I really want the person to, you know, hate me for the other four hours? And the flight attendant says, you're going to be miserable the whole time and you're going to hate them. So what's the difference? (laughs) She said, she said, yeah. I will come back. I've been trained in situations like this, so I will come back and I will offer what the alternatives might be. And yes, it will be obvious that you pushed the call button and called the flight attendant. But she said, also, think about it this way. You're not only calling for yourself, 
you're calling for all those people seated around you who are all silently applauding the fact that you had the guts to call the flight attendant back and ask them to take care of a situation. And the other thing is that the flight attendant friend of mine emphasized to me, this is not your fault. If this person is playing something that's loud enough to disturb people and they don't have headset, then it's not your issue. And it, it's, it's against they're breaking a rule, and the airline will deal with it. And so you don't have to deal with it. Yes, you may get, you know, the stink eye from the person next to you. But she said, think of the people around you who will be silently applauding you the whole rest of the trip. So that's that's something to consider is whether or not you're, you know, are you going to cause a problem with and, and, and folks, I when I saw this, I went in, did my homework and went into some blogs and looked up some things and stuff like that. And flight attendants consistently say. This is a problem, but they say, you know what? We go and we tell the people to please to to not do this, and if they don't pay attention to us, then we go back and tell them the second time, you know, this is your last warning, and if you don't pay attention to this, you're violating you're, you're violating an order from a flight attendant. There'll be somebody waiting for you when the plane lands. You and know, she said, I guarantee you that every time that, that solves the problem. <laughs> I would imagine it would, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I believe, and I don't think I'm wrong about this, I have heard the make announcements uh, during a flight you know, when they tell you that, it, you know, you put away your devices, we're taking off, yep. whatever, when you reach the altitude where it's okay to uh, take out your electronic devices and uh, use them. Uh, and I've also heard them say, please be courteous to everyone around you and use your headphones to listen to the audio on your devices. So I've I've heard them tell people that that's the that's kind of the rule that's that's what we expect of the you. The reason and the reason they're doing that, Tom, is because uh, my flight flight attendant friend and in these uh, different blogs that I've looked at is because it's becoming such a problem. So that's why they're incorporating it at the beginning, so that they're kind of giving the passengers around that person the ammunition to say, "Gee, you know, didn't you hear the flight attendant announcement?" Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're supposed to have earphones or headset. There is one other thing that came up uh, often on in the research that I did. And frequently people said, why don't you just put on a set of noise-canceling headphones yourself and the whole thing goes away? And so from the non-confrontational crowd, um, that's a perfectly legitimate answer. And many people who travel... Because not only for this issue, but just because there are noises on an airplane and you don't know when you're going to be the row in front of or the row behind the the one-year-old who decides to scream and yell the whole flight. (laughs) And so carrying a set of your own noise-canceling headphones, generally the more you pay for them, the better they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can go online and read the reviews and pick out a set. Generally for $7,500, you should be able to get a a good set of noise-canceling headphones, and that would resolve a good part of this problem if you ran into it. So anyway, those are some some potential solutions. Try to be nice. Enlist the assistance of a flight attendant if you're on an airplane. Uh, perhaps offer the offender a inexpensive uh, alternative to being able to listen to it without uh, without the noise bothering everybody or just put on your noise-canceling headphones. So um, hypothetically, or maybe you'll just run into someone who is courteous and goes, oh, gosh, I didn't realize that. Excuse me. I am so sorry. 
Um, but anyway, that's a little bit of, about headphones. Well, you know, modern technology, the thing, life has changed. If you recall, Mark, for a long, long time before there was all of these fancy technology and devices to entertain yourself on a plane and other places. Uh, on a plane, you had one choice. You paid an extra two dollars. They gave you uh, it looked like a stethoscope. It was, it was a plastic uh, disposable headphones. They had a little rubber tube, and it plugged into the uh, the the armrest. And there you found the audio entertainment, and it had a little knob on it, and you could switch between, the, you know, the different music channels, the talk channels, or whatever. And and, and it sort of sounded like this. You know, talking through a plastic tube. And back in those days, this kind of thing was never an issue. And I always wonder, I said, gee, I wonder, I'd like to take one of these home, but I have no place to plug it in. So it's not even worth stealing. So anyway, all right. Uh, we are the Travel Guys. This is the back half of our uh, shortened program, our podcast from uh, Sunday, uh, the January 8th. And uh, we're just going to flow right into the second half of the show. Uh, by the way, TravelGuysRadio.com is where the podcasts always are, as well as other great information to make you a smarter traveler. All right. Let's see. With the pandemic and I think everybody has noticed this, that restaurant, the, the restaurant industry, your favorite restaurant, in most cases, uh, have changed forever. So, where do we go from here? Are, well, they, are they coming back, uh, Mark? The way people eat, it's not that restaurants are going away, mm -hmm. but the way people eat, fewer people are still, fewer people are going inside and eating in a restaurant um, 16% fewer people, on average, are going into restaurants and dining in. That's one in six. That's so a, a restaurant that's seated 100 people, if it would normally expect to be full on a Friday night, now they're getting 85 people. So there's a difference. So where are those people going? Well, um, delivery is up more than 5% still. This, is the, this information is from the fourth quarter of this year. So um, or from, from October and November in the fourth quarter of this year. So delivery is up 5%. Carryout is actually down 3%. The big winner, the big, big winner, drive-through. Yeah. Drive-through. Have you – it amazes me. I'm an in-and-out addict, and if I don't have an in-and-out burger every – Four to six weeks, why I get withdrawals and the shakes and hey, you know, bumps I, I on my skin. I, I, have, I have family members that it's four, yeah. to five, four to five days. Yeah, okay, so um, I'll be driving home, and you know, it'll be 5.30, so I've worked late. It's 5.30, 6 o'clock, I'm hungry. It's like, you know what? If I stop and get a burger, I don't have to fix anything. So I stop, and I wait in line at In-N-Out for what oftentimes is 15 or 20 minutes to get to the front of line and get a burger. And frequently, I notice that there's almost nobody inside the restaurant, which means that if you'd have parked your car and gone inside, you probably would have gotten your burger and been eating it by the time you got through the drive through line. We had an experience the other day where uh, we needed to swing by and, and pick up an in and out for someone. 
Yeah, they had a work schedule, something was going on, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. We had already eaten. In fact, oddly enough, we had been through a drive-thru in and out uh, up, in, uh, up in Folsom. 20 minutes, 25 minutes to get in and out. So we're coming down the hill. Uh, we get the call. I need a burger. We had already left that restaurant. So we pull into the one off of Sunrise where you go. The wife jumps out of the car. I set my stopwatch. Eight and a half minutes. She was back in the car with a double-double, a Coke, and a fry. Uh-huh. So, like and you say... The line averages 20 to 25 minutes at that particular point. And at that particular location. point in time, a walk-in was short of nine. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. I don't know how, how so, we got off so onto this. So why are people not going into restaurants, not only uh, dine-in restaurants where you would sit, you know, like a Ruth Chris or, you know, a steakhouse, something like that, um, why are they not going in? Why are they going through the drive through even though... It frequently takes longer. And, of course, with the drive-thru, you have that situation where you get your order and you drive off and you drive home and you open up the bag and it's not the way that you asked it to be or they've forgotten something. Right. Or even if you drive into the parking lot and you check your order and something is wrong, now you've got to go back inside and deal with all of that, whereas if you were inside and they'd set your order in front of you, it would have been. So I, this is a mystery, not only to me, but to some of the people in the restaurant industry as to why drive-through is the, is the big deal. We get it with delivery. Some people are still not ready to go back into restaurants. Is that affecting drive-through? I guess maybe it is. But, of course, some really nice sit-down restaurants. The Vince's Restaurant in West Sacramento I went to for lunch yesterday doesn't have a drive-through window. No drive-through. You might, you might be able to get a call-ahead pickup curbside or whatever, but never the same. Well, and what restaurants are also noticing that what people order is changing also. They're ordering simpler things, and many restaurants have found that with the drive-through and the takeout and the delivery sort of thing, that now uh, some of their dishes don't do well when they're reheated. Right. So some restaurants are actually changing the way some food is prepared for takeout. It's not completely cooked. Or it's it, it, if you've got something that you know will go bad, maybe you've ordered a steak medium well, so they cook it to medium and give it to you, knowing that you're going to throw it into the microwave for a couple minutes, and that's going to make it what it is. So it is changing the way restaurants are fixing food and preparing food uh, now. And many restaurants are saying, well, you know, maybe we should be specializing in food that people pick up from the drive-through window. Um, some mid-range restaurants are instituting drive-through windows are going to the expense of putting in a drive-through window, which can be quite expensive, um, just so that people will not have to get out of their cars. And of course, increasingly, uh, Tom, we're led to order off the app, pick up your food when you get there. Uh, the McDonald's in the Denver airport now, uh, most of the time doesn't have cashiers. Or when they do, there's only one, and they want you to go over and order off the menu board yourself. Because, hypothetically, that's quicker. Um, Depends on the number of people in each line as to whether it's quicker or not. But anyway, restaurants have definitely changed the way that they do business. So it'll be interesting to see in the next few years how that all evolves. We were going to share with folks an airline booking hack that has come up recently. And then I want to wrap up here by talking with about some of the things that TSA found, um, some of their weirdest fa- finds of 2022. The airline booking hack has to do with, it's, it's, this is not brand new or it's not super secret. You and your wife are going on the plane and you're not flying Southwest. People on Southwest do this too, but in a different way. <laughs> you're flying, so 
you neither one of you wants to sit in the middle seat. So what you do is you're trying to get a whole row for yourself. So you block the wife blocks uh, 22A and you block 22C. And you leave 22B open, hoping that that odd seat will stay open and the two of you will have all of that extra room. Your strategy, of course, is that if 22B gets taken, then you will offer the person who has the middle seat the window or the aisle and the two of you will sit together and that person will hypothetically win also. What happens, though, when you get somebody who doesn't, who says, I'm fine here? Um, because the middle seat, you know, you're supposed to, courtesy is that you get the two armrests. On Spirit aircraft, the middle seat is an inch wider oh. than the aisle or the window seat. Um, so I find that the underneath storage for the middle seat is much more standard and generally is wider than it is for the for the aisle or the window in many cases on aircraft. So there are some reasons, and there are some people, odd as it might seem, who are okay with sitting in a middle seat. So it drives people crazy who do this, try to do this little hack where they do the aisle and the window and somebody gets on the plane and, and doesn't want to take <laughs> the aisle or the window seat from them. And in one case actually led to a little altercation on a plane. This was on a Southwest plane. You know the, the deal. Um, one person pays to move up in the boarding process or one person just has a higher boarding pass, and they say, don't worry, I'll save you a seat on the plane. Mm -hmm. So they get on, and they throw their carry-on stuff. They sit in the aisle, and they throw their carry-on stuff in the window. And when people get on, they say, no, that seat is taken. And generally, people are courteous, and they're like, oh, okay, and they move on to something else, unless they get down to where there aren't any more seats. And then I've seen people say, well, you know, there isn't a person in it, so it isn't taken. I'd like to sit there. And then the person grovels a little bit and moves the stuff, and the person sits there. So it happens on Southwest Plains, too, where people try to stake out and hope that the middle seat will stay open. It's just kind of interesting that this, is, this has come up on the Internet now with increasing regularity uh, by people who think that they're pulling something that nobody has ever thought of before. So if you're one of those people who is reserving <laughs> the aisle and the window, hoping that you'll get the whole row, just know that every once in a while, it doesn't work out that way. Interesting, interesting. All right. Good information. Uh, All right. One, one last story here before we let folks go for the day. Um, this involves uh, TSA's weirdest finds of 2022. We've talked about how they found a lot more loaded guns. Did they ever? Luggage and the like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so here quickly, or as the TSA's top 10 for things they found in, in checked or carry-on luggage, most cases carry-on luggage, at U.S. airports last year. Uh, number 10 was at the El Paso International Airport, cash in crutches. Somebody had taken metal crutches and mm -hmm. stuffed them with cash. Oh, my. Over $15,000 in cash, um, which led the TSA people to wonder, you know, taking cash through TSA is not illegal. Why was it, why were you so concerned about taking Money through security with something that was allowed through security. Anyway, that was kind of interesting. And hiding it in and the crutches. At Milwaukee Airport, uh, somebody put a grenade in their carry-on luggage. A live grenade. Of course, the pin was still in it, but a live grenade in carry-on luggage. So the TSA caught that and didn't allow it on the aircraft. Cattle prods were found in some carry-on <laughs> luggage at Dulles National Airport. As disguised um, as canes, I guess. 
uh, just because they, they wouldn't allow it because a cattle prod is longer than six inches, so it could be used as a weapon on an aircraft. Um, so that's why they didn't allow that. Uh, a gun in a PlayStation at Atlanta Hartsfield Airport. Um, in Boise, they found drug-filled scrunchies. Um, small bags containing suspected drugs um, that were attached to their, you know, the scrunchie that you would use like in the shower or something mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that, thinking, I guess, that somehow that wouldn't be noticed by um, by the monitors that, that went through. It's uh, life a in a knife in a laptop in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, the picture shows that the knife was actually that somebody had opened up the inside of the laptop and taped, they secured this knife to the inside of the laptop and TSA caught it and actually physically opened the laptop and found the knife. There's a picture of the knife there. Um, A gun in a sling at Rochester International Airport. Um, They noticed that there was something strange about the gentleman's uh, limb support. Um, And when they, when they felt it, it was felt a little heavy. And uh, so he said, Oh, I forgot that I put that in there. Of course you did. Yeah. Uh, a firearm and pieces of a firearm in peanut butter at JFK Airport. Airport. Somebody had taken apart a gun and put it in a can, uh, in a can, in a jar of Jif peanut butter. And uh, Not all skippy, I can say though. is that's a lot of trouble. <laughs> I wonder what was, yeah, really, was it crunchy or, or creamy? Gun inside a chicken at Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. Um, not, not a live it, chicken. It was a, a skinned. It was a dead oh, chicken. Dead chicken. Um, but uh, it was it stuffed a handgun inside of a chicken, and uh, TSA caught that when it went through. And finally, pills in candy packaging. Less than two weeks before Halloween at LA International, a traveler tried to discuss tries drugs as candy, placing 12,000 blue f- pills of fentanyl inside boxes and sleeves of sweet tarts, Skittles, and Whoppers. Wow, that's um, terrible. So that's, not, that's a little more serious. But anyway... Some of the things that TSA found. That is the odds and ends section, which brings us to the end of this rather interesting Travel Guys uh, broadcast for today. The first half was done live on KFBK, and uh, the second half is is done here as this podcast on Sunday afternoon, as we would have done it had the governor and the press conference and all of the, the, the interesting information about flooding and all the stuff that folks, trees down all over town and... Gosh, I, uh, when is this going to end? Another 10, 10 days to two weeks, the weather. Yeah, it, it, uh, sooner, I uh, wish it would win in sooner than later. I mean, we, we, love, we love the rain. We, we need the moisture. We just don't need it all at one time, which seems to be the pattern that we have uh, going on. Well, you, my friends, you stay well, stay safe, stay dry. Uh, don't take any, uh, any risks and drive through any small lakes, okay? Uh, if you are listening to this prior to the weekend of the 16th, 17th, uh, Steve LaRosa is going to join us. We're going up north on a little of coastal vacation. I think you'll enjoy it. In the meantime, uh, Mark, final word. Remember, dance like nobody's watching. We'll see you next week on the Travel Guys 3 o'clock on News Radio KFBK.